Peace and blessings, beloved. It's your sister Aisha Abdurrahman, host of Manifest Your Brilliance, a legacy design studio project featuring contemporary women and artists of color from around the globe that are fully showing up and sharing their gifts and talents with the world. It is Thursday, June 10th, 2021. Welcome to Manifest Your Brilliance. On today's episode, I had the honor of sitting with an artist by the name of Joy based out of Chicago. Joy and I had an interesting conversation about dealing with your inner critic and finding confidence in your creative expression. We also talked about designing merch as an income stream for visual artists, as well as COVID-19 and this month of freedom. Joy also took some time to educate me on NFTs in the creative economy and how they work. Introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Okay, well, my name is Kaylin, but I actually go by Joy. Um, it's my middle name. Okay. I pretty much started, I mean, I was always a creative person. Like, I was that kid that always had a coloring book wherever I went and a box of crayons. Um, but then I didn't really know that I could draw until high school. Mm. High school, I had an amazing teacher. And I took a beginner's drawing class. And I was so nervous because I was like, come on now, like, I can't draw. Like, I can color in the lines, but <laughs> I can't do anything past that on my own. And she uh-huh. was like, yes, you can if you practice and actually, you know, you have that passion for it. And clearly you do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. So I pretty much applied myself and I was like, okay, like, this is what I want to do. But my mom is a nurse. And she always figured, you know, I should stay in the medical field. That's where the money is at. (laughs) So I went to college for art therapy initially. Mm -hmm. Um, But that didn't work out for me. But I I had a lot of psych classes and different forms of art, Mm -hmm. which is something I always enjoyed anyway, because like I took classes at the Beverly Arts Center um, out here and everything where you take ceramics and drama and dance and mm. a little bit of everything. Um, so that's what I like to do. I kind of like to do a little bit of everything, incorporate okay. a bit of everything, especially into a painting, something that's visual. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's a beautiful story. So mm-hmm. if you don't mind me asking, why do you feel art therapy didn't pan out for you? Did you just not, was it just not for you or there was parts of it that you didn't like or... Um, I feel like everybody has things that they need to go through and who am I to, I don't know, try to guide somebody in that sense. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I, I do it in more of an informal sense with what I'm doing now mm-hmm. um, and just kind of encouraging people to do the same thing because it can be therapeutic, but I don't know if it, I don't know. Therapeutic and therapy are a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I asked because that's what I did is I went to school for psychology Mm -hmm. and then they were saying, oh, you can't talk about religion. You can't talk about spirituality. I was like, wait, 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 what? So I changed and went to school and decided to do art therapy. Um, So I actually have my degree in transpersonal psychology and that just art therapy was my specialization. So I love doing art journaling and it started out personal for me. So I was just very depressed and not, you know, having a great year. And so art therapy started out very personal for me. I took um, art journaling courses 
So now that's what I'm all about is like helping people to learn that creative expression can be a form of therapy. And like you said, it doesn't have to be formal. Um, you know, they have stand play and acting and all these other forms of therapy. And it doesn't have to be a formal thing. But I think that um, especially as creative people, we tend to be able to express ourselves and to heal through creating artwork. Right. So would you say that your creation, especially because you do so many types of art, gives yeah. you a sense of um, healing through your art or does it help you when you're expressing yourself that way? Oh, absolutely. Like when I, especially when I'm painting that form of artwork, I get lost in it. Like mm -hmm. I paint for hours, just be in the room for literally all day, not eat anything. And then by the end, of the day, <laughs> like, oh, wow, it's dark outside. I should probably eat something and <laughs> take a break. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, you definitely can still, you know, help people in your own way, you know, make it your own. Um, it's funny that you talk about your mom because so I'm a creative person. I've always been into art, but my daughter is in the medical field. And so I'll like, I'm going to do some art journaling, some painting, come paint with me. So she'll dabble a little bit, but she's like, I'm not creative. So it's interesting that we are flip-flops. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you took that class in high school and um, your teacher told you you were really good. How did you know that you were good like when did you know oh yeah I'm, I'm pretty good at this well I went home and I went on the computer and printed out a couple of pictures of like different cartoons and mm -hmm. then tried to redraw them myself and then when I did that I was like okay that's you know like that's step one I can at least copy something right went from that to I guess making a more um like material version of what was in my head, <laughs> like stuff come to life that I had in my head, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that that's the hardest part. So for me, yeah, I can look at something and draw it, but to see something in my mind and then put it on paper, it never comes out the same. So I started just doing abstract art because I was just very mm -hmm. critical. I was like, this doesn't look like this, not what I imagined in my head. So how do you deal with your inner critic when you're painting something and it's not maybe what you wanted it to be? How do you deal with, you know, being like, this is enough for me. I'm good at this. I don't have to be, you know, perfect or whatever's in my mind. Yeah. I mean, once I um, got out of school, honestly, because I feel like you know, that's what makes you critical of it because they have to grade something. Mm. Once it became more of a, a free thing that I can just do on my own, um, that's when that clicked for me. I, You know, I still have, like, if I have something in my head or especially if I um, do, like, a little sketch of it beforehand um, mm -hmm. and it come out exactly how I wanted to, like, I'll have that. You know, I was inner critic, like, okay, well, that could have, like, changed a little bit. But then again, like, it's still art. Like, art is subjective. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mother-in-law says. I was trying to learn how to sew, and one of my sleeves, the shirt, like, was, like, one was longer. She was like, girl, don't tell nobody. They ain't gonna know. Yeah. Like, it's a part of the design. <laughs> like, I did that on purpose. <laughs> So, of course, you know, everybody's dealing with COVID, you know, slowly people are becoming more social. 
how did that um, affect you as an artist? Did it help you? Did it hinder you? How did you deal with COVID um, as an artist? For me, it helps because once it happened, that's mm -hmm. when I made um, one of my first, well, it was probably like my third or fourth um, painting that I did on my own. And then I was like, okay, well, I have the time now. <laughs> like, there's, there's really not too much else to do. Right. So I just, I don't know. I just took the time to really start dedicating my time to paintings. Um, so I did like three or four uh, during that first year. So 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of that. A lot of artists are saying, you know, COVID was a blessing. It gave me time to prioritize and to focus on things I really wanted to focus on. Yeah. Like every then, now that's when that started happening. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you take to social media more during COVID where you do you think you were sharing your artwork and showing up more during that time as well? That's when I made an Instagram because I hadn't had an Instagram since high school. And mm. I was like, hey, I, I know how this works. I need somewhere to be able to show people my artwork to get it out there. So I have to make an Instagram. So I actually made it February of last year, right before COVID. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. So right around that same time, we started having all of the protests and Black Lives Matter. And that's one of the pieces that you submitted, which is one of my favorites. I really like them. So what inspired that specific piece? Of course, you know, the protests and everything happened. Um, was that artwork that you had planned on sharing and put it out there? Or was it more so something for yourself that ended up being sharing? Can you tell us um, the story behind um, the artwork? Well, it was more so planned um, because of everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I had just made, you know, an Instagram at the time. So that was all over social media. That was all that you could see. And mm -hmm. then um, at the time, my grandparents were living with me and they would play the news all the time. And that's all you hear on the news. And it was just, mm -hmm. it was a lot. And the one that did it for me um, in particular was the George Floyd incident. That's why his name is so bold in her um, Afro. Because it was just like, I don't know. It, it was just a lot at the time. And I wanted something visual that could bring all of those ideas together. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually how um, Legacy Design Studio started, um, was I was seeing all this Black Lives Matter artwork, and I wanted to share it. So I was sharing it on social media, I was sharing it on Instagram, um, but I was saying, you know, this is really great artwork, I want more people to see this. So I did um, a call to artists, and I had artists submit their work, so I actually did my first um, exhibition, and it was, I call it, you know, the Black Lives Matter Virtual Art Exhibit. Mm -hmm. And then so it just took off from there. We had like over 250 people register for the event. Um, and then, of course, because of COVID, you know, people were looking for something to do that was online. So I think that it was a very interesting time, COVID and then the whole Black Lives Matter thing, you know, all at the same time. Yeah. So how do you feel now? You know, I wouldn't say we're post-COVID, nor are we post-Black Lives Matter. How do you feel now? as far as um, yourself as an artist? Do you, are you seeing that you still have the same amount of time and the same amount of inspiration? 
Um, how do you feel now that we're kind of a little bit past those things? I definitely feel like I have the same amount of time because I'm making the same amount of time since I had it. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like we're all kind of rescheduling ourselves now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Introduced to us now that we've had the time to do it. You know, I feel like everybody's kind of doing a little bit different. Um, right. You know, even on the weekends, on their free time, you know, they, they treat their time differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Chicago was still kind of weird. <laughs> anymore in the like lines and stuff now but I don't know yeah so I'm in California and it's it's very different like so I went to Ghana um for about a month and they don't play everybody had on masks there's hand sanitation at the door people were getting arrested for not wearing a mask now here in California some people wear masks some people don't you, there are signs everywhere that say you have to have a mask for the store, but people don't wear their mask. Exactly. Um, so it's very, very different. And then you hear in certain, you know, states, their their rates are, their numbers are lower and things are opening up. And I think it's because, you know, they took things seriously. They weren't playing. But here in California. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Um, <laughs> I was there in Moreno Valley slash mm-hmm. Uh, for six weeks and that was interesting yeah I had never been to California up until that point and um, I mean there even was a difference though in the people and how they approached COVID in Moreno Valley versus LA mm. very very yeah. different <laughs> yeah. and LA has like the highest numbers but they have a lot of people I'm they have sure. a lot of people Bay Area has a lot of people but they were out on the beaches and yeah. they didn't care. They did not care. COVID was not stopping them. So it's, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm slowly warming up and going out more now. How about you? Are you, are you still staying in? Are you like still, I call it thawing out. Are you doing a COVID thaw? Or are you just like, I'm ready to go. I didn't really stop. Well, okay. I stopped doing some things, like, when it came to going outside, but I didn't really stop myself from doing the things that I enjoyed doing mm-hmm. um, because I took certain precautions. Like, me and my mom, you know, we take the breathing, um, the breathing steam on the stove mm-hmm. every day. Okay. I make protein shakes with all types of stuff, oregano oil, black seed oil, black seed, mm-hmm. vitamin C. And were you doing this pre-COVID? Were you doing these things pre-COVID? We started at the beginning of COVID. Okay. And so now you're continuing them. That's really good. So I feel like COVID really helped people to prioritize their health and their time and really help people to see like what's most important. Like you said, you're making the time to do your artwork. You know, as other people will say, oh, I don't have time. You are making sure that, okay, even though, you know, I may be going back to work and things like that, I'm still, you know, making a priority. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look at the questions, guys. So let's look at the questions. Yeah, we have questions. Let me see. Some of the questions. So some people want to know, do you love art? Of course. Art Art is my life. Art is what gave me um, my freedom, really. What made me, you know, realize that there's there's more to life. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you stress out. Like, it's, it's really not that serious you know yeah definitely 
So we are in the month of June. Um, we're going to be celebrating Juneteenth soon. What does freedom mean to you? So as being a Black woman in America, what does freedom, like, what does that look like or feel like to you? Um, kind of along the lines of what we were talking about. It concerns time for me because, yes. like, the, the past is just memory and the future is just anticipation. So it's like all we have is, like, the right now, the present moment. Mm -hmm. So I just, I try not to concentrate on the worldly things. Like, that's what's, that's to me what takes away from my freedom. So right. I just, you know, don't dwell on that. Yeah. So the next question that people want to know is, um, who inspired you to do art? So I think she talked a little bit about that with your teacher. Um, mm -hmm. Do you feel like you answered that? Um, yeah, well, I can add on to it a little bit. So I had a teacher in high school for beginners drawing that really inspired me. And then I had a teacher um, my freshman year of college when I was in my art therapy program that really inspired me and that's when I really started painting because mm -hmm. I forever was just using graphite I was a black and white artist for a long mm. time I didn't think that I was good enough to be a painter because of the curriculum that I had to learn in high school about all of the amazing artists Michael you know Michael Michelangelo yeah Michelangelo uh Da Vinci um Salvador Dali you know like it I, that's not my type of art, you know? Right. Like, what they made it seem like, that's the only way to make money. That's the only way to make a name for yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And he really changed my perspective on that. Like, you're good at this, and you can do this. And mm -hmm. if there's more to that that you're good at, like, at the time, I was really doing a lot of custom clothes and stuff like that. He was like, add that on like if that's what you're good at you can make that work for yourself so right so how would you explain what your style is if people are like oh you know what do you like to create what are you like who do you create for some people say oh i'm creating for myself do you have a target market or an audience that you create for or do you just feel like i'm just i'm just doing me just doing what yeah i would say i'm more so just creating for myself like whatever i'm feeling at the time that's why mm -hmm. my style of art tends to switch up a lot like I'll go from something more abstract to something more you know recognizable mm -hmm. um, or then I'll go you know I'll start doing customs or then I want to do something with my hair like it's all a form of creativity just not necessarily painting right yeah okay let's see the next question is um when you paint does it calm you down and help you in your peace space absolutely that is my peace space that's probably the space where I'm the most peaceful when I get lost in a painting mm -hmm. and then people want to know what's your website so how can they contact you or purchase your artwork very simple it's my Instagram name joyfulcreations.com um, you can go on there under shop and that'll have a list of all of my original paintings and prints available. I also have stickers and carbon bridge magnets, all types of little things. She's got leggings, she's got sweatshirts. I've been, I've been, I'm, I got my cart, it's sitting, all my stuff sitting in my <laughs> shopping cart. I'm like, oh, I think I want this too. She's got leggings. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was um, a lot of the artists that I've interviewed, they don't do merch. 
So that is one of the things that I absolutely love about your work is not only do you have originals, but you have prints, but then I can also get t-shirts or sweatshirts or exactly. stickers. So what would you say to encourage other artists to do merch for their artwork? Like, why did you decide to do it? And what would you say to encourage others? I mean, honestly, like, like why just make the money off of one thing? <laughs> and all honestly, like, you can sell the original piece, and then you can make prints of it, and then you can make an NFT, and then you can make merchandise. Like, why just stop it? Just whatever the original thing was. It like mm -hmm. the work bigger than that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it gives you additional streams of income. Exactly. But I think the other thing is it also makes it more affordable for people who can't afford the original piece. Uh -huh. So maybe your original piece is five thousand dollars. And maybe the print is $500, but maybe a sweatshirt's $25 or $50. So really, I feel like when people do merch, it makes it where a lot of different people can afford different parts of your artwork or different forms of your artwork. Right. So I hope that more artists um, include merch. So you mentioned NFTs. I'm just now learning about this. So it's non-fungible. Can you tell us like more about it and what made you decide to... Uh, Start putting your artwork in this digital new this new technical technical thing. Well, NFTs are funny. My dad had actually been the first one to tell me about it months ago, and if I had listened to him way back when, maybe you know I would have <laughs> would have sold it by now. But I went through the NFT process um, because I wanted to publish at least one. Like I don't know, like it couldn't hurt, right? Like the whole hype around it and everything. So, mm -hmm. and I wanted a better understanding of what it was so that I could, you know, help the people around me to do mm -hmm. the same thing if there is really some money in this. Um, so basically you need a crypto wallet, you need cryptocurrency, and you need a platform to publish it on. Um, okay. and so many different options for each one that I'm still trying to figure out which one is the best avenue um, mm -hmm. for artwork. Um, but my current NFT is available on Rari, R-A-R-I. And then they have another one um, called OpenSea that is mm -hmm. also pushed on. And I use the crypto wallets MetaMask and Rainbow. Um, but basically anything can be an F NFT. So mine, I basically use a picture of one of my older pieces. Mm -hmm. And um, you can pretty much think of it like a it's a digital image or a GIF or GIF, however you pronounce it, with its own social security number, basically. Like, okay. no one in the entire world can have that exact digital code belonging mm. to them, which is what makes it so valuable. Okay. But the money to be made in it really comes from the blockchain portion of it. So let's say I sell my NFT for $100. I get that $100, but now somebody else owns it. However, I published the original with a 12% resale commission. Mm. Next owner decided to sell my piece for $1,000. I'm getting $1,200 out of that. If that owner sells it for a million dollars, I'm getting $120,000 out of it. You know? Wow. That's, okay. That's how that See, works. I didn't know that part. I didn't know that part. Very interesting. Okay, so... Once it's sold to that one person, only one person at a time can own it. Absolutely. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I've just been looking into it, but I don't know anybody that knows about it. So I'm going to be inboxing you with all my 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is very interesting. So nobody told me that part and people are asking me, well, do you know about it? And I'm like, not really. It just seems like a digital download. Like what is like, what's the big deal? But the way that you explained it, so that makes sense because it's only for one person at a time to own. And then when they resell and even after they, if they continue to sell it, it still benefits the original owner. Mm-hmm. That is really awesome. Okay, let's see. We've got some more questions. Um, so she talked about her website. I don't do art, but I have a business. Legacy Design, do you do art? So I do art, um, but my art is mostly for myself. So I did some art. I do, like, if you Google my name, you'll find some stuff that I have on there. Um, I have merch, so sweatshirts, um, stickers, stuff like that. Um, so... I do do art, but I don't really sell my art anymore because it was more so for myself. And I was like, well, I don't want to put my energy and my emotions out there in public art because sometimes maybe I'm frustrated or I'm sad. And I'm like, I don't want to sell that energy, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because for me, art is very healing. If I'm tired, if I'm frustrated, I don't want to take that painting and then sell it. It just feels weird. Um, so I stopped selling a lot of my artwork because art for me was a therapy. So most of the times, which I guess is a good thing, I don't paint as much because I don't need to. Um, but for me, my artwork is this. I love to talk to artists and share their artwork and I like to design and decorate. So I have the, um, online art gallery where I can, um, share everybody's artwork. So for me, that's what my art is, is really just helping you guys to share your artwork and, taking everybody's artwork and kind of bring it together as an event. So that's the art I think that I do mostly. And then of course, you know, I like to decorate my house with other people's art. (laughs) So so that's my, that's my form of artwork that I have. Um, Let me look and make sure that I did not run out of my questions. So we talked about NFTs um, and then we talked about your merch. So what's next for you? What are you, what are you working on now? So you were mentioning that, okay, you're making sure that you prioritize your artwork, that you're still making time. Can you give us a little hint? I know people don't like to give away. What are you currently working on or what can people look to see um, from you in the future? Well, um, as of right now, I'm working on a pretty cool painting. Everybody's favorite painting that I've um, made this far has been my quarantine chaos painting. Mm-hmm. Quarantine, I mean, cartoon edition. Mm-hmm. So, everybody knows what that is. It was the glow in, dark, glow in the dark one. So, all I'm going to say is just something along those lines. Um, but I also have a pop-up shop coming up next month, July 24th. So, you guys can get those tickets in the link in my bio as well. All right. So that's it for today's podcast, guys. Thank you for joining us in the live. And thank you so much for submitting your questions and being engaging. It makes the, it makes the experience better. So thank you so much for your time, Joy. It was really great getting to know you. Absolutely. All right. Have a great day. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Manifest Your Brilliance. Don't forget to head over to Instagram and follow us at Legacy Design Studio. Hit the notification bell so that you can be notified when we go live and be a part of our live studio audience. Did you know that you can chime in via Anchor FM and leave your comment or question via audio? 
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player so that you never miss an episode. Life is good. Have a blessed day.